the Renaissance's Facebook page. How did I, oh Lord. That's why I boy, this stuff, man. <laughs> we are live, you know that, right? Huh? We live. Yeah, it's okay. I'll do this. Welcome to the Financial Series, a series being sponsored by the Renaissance Fellowship, Inc. of Las Vegas and uh, Mr. Corey D. Moody, Certified Public Accountant, Certified Valuation Analyst. We're so privileged to have you on tonight. We're so privileged and we invite you to come in to register uh, as we continue this awesome series. We need to know more about our finances and I'm, I'm just privileged, ladies and gentlemen, 
uh, on this awesome Wednesday here in the hot Las Vegas to be in study uh, with my good friend and brother, Mr. Corey D. Moody. And we also don't want you to forget in the midst of this Wednesday check-in that you type in your prayer requests, those special requests that you may have. Some may have a financial request. You may need to type that in and ask God to uh, do that for you. At this time, without further ado, I am so privileged to present the Morehouse graduate, my, my brother in fraternal uh, life, and uh, my good friend, Mr. Corey D. Moody, certified public accountant, certified valuation analyst, and he has it right now. Good All evening. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It is uh, always a pleasure to be here. And I'm going to go ahead and let's get it cranking. And let's get on our Welcome intro. to the Financial Series, hosted by Corey D. Moody, an internationally known CPA, CVA for over 20 years and a USA world champion runner. The Financial Series focuses on Bible-based knowledge about our personal value and financial value from biblical days to present day. Speaking from years of experience in accounting, finance, and wealth management, here's your host, Corey D. Moody. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, I just enjoy doing this series, actually. Um, it's it's something I've been doing the majority of my life, and uh, and I just never can stop doing this. And tonight we're going to kind of do something a little different. We're actually going to open up the phone lines. So, you know, please give us a call um, at 404-557-2264. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, just kind of check in and you know, let us know what's going on. Now, I am going to touch on a couple of things, but we really want to kind of open this up tonight. You know, we've had a hard eight weeks. You know, uh, it's been a lot of information. You know, I've been getting questions and, you know, uh, comments. And so what I kind of want to do today is just kind of open it up and please feel free to call in. Um, you can give me a different name. I don't have to know who you are. Um, you know, but if you want to call in, please do so. Um, and that's again, that's 404-557-2264. Uh, so we really would like to hear from you. Um, and just kind of tell us what's going on. You know, I, I, again, I'm going to touch on a few things and, you know, just kind of recap of what, what's going on. And, you know, my third, over 30 something years as a, a CPA and you know, just kind of working in the financial field. And I've worked extensively with a lot of churches, you know, in my career. And not just with, you know, people who were, you know, in the body per se, but people who were, you know, along with the pastors, the deacon boards, and, you know, all the people who actually helped run the church, you know, open the doors, pay the bills. You know, and it's a lot more that goes into it than, you know, we may imagine or, or think sometime. Uh, but it is a, a great, you know, um, ministry to, to to be involved in that I've been the majority of my life. And, you know, it's a lot more stressful on people running the church that, it, you know, you it may appear. 
you know, because we, we may only come in on a Sunday or on a Wednesday and, and just think, you know, it's not a lot that goes on. But, you know, putting on a Sunday service and, you know, maybe a Wednesday Bible study and, you know, it's, it's a production. You know, one of the things I do in my, in my professional career is help companies understand, you know, productivity and production. And, you know, it can get kind of problematic, you know, especially when you're dealing with the church, you know, because, you know, they like to always say, oh, the Lord going to make it happen. And, you know, you know, unfortunately, we got to put the work in, you know, and I learned early on in my um, career that, you know, you got to speak the truth no matter what's going on and, and who you speaking it to sometimes. So, you know, it can get a little you know, funny, you know, talking to, you know, pastors and elders that, you know, you got to kind of have a firm hand and, and say, no, that that's, that that's not going to work. And, and it's always easy to say the Lord's going to fix it. You know, kind of use that as an escape goat sometime. And, you know, it not only happens with us, you know, but it happens to leadership. And, you know, leadership needs our prayers and help just like we need it. Because, again, it, it is, you know, a lot to go on. So I do kind of want to, you know, just, you know, recap. You know, we kind of talked about, you know, that, you know, God put a value on us. And, and, and I mean, he put a, a monetary value, not just a numeric value, but a monetary value. You know, he did that early on, you know, and, and told us what we were worth and, you know, based on our age and sex. And, you know, that's how, you know, we're, we're looked at through a lot of people's eyes. You know, no matter what we're going through, you know, people look at us as, you know, what is your value, you know, and, you know, what do we accept from other people? You know, what makes us say, yes to an answer, I mean, to a question or no to a question, and especially as it deals with monetary. But even when it's not monetary, how do we really look at ourselves? How do we value ourselves? What do we really feel about ourselves? And, you know, what, you know, I was hoping and, you know, you know as we went through this, that we start looking at ourselves a, a little different, you know, and understand what our value is. And, you know, what really makes us happy? You know, do we kind of just go, you know, through the motions? You know, um, do we just do these things because we think that's what makes us look good, you know, in the eyes of our brothers and sisters, you know, in the church? And, you know, you had what the number one tennis player on top of her game just said, I've had enough. And, you know, she makes millions of dollars a year playing tennis. But she's like, I've had enough. You know, and people want to, you know, call her a quitter and stuff like that. They did the same thing to, you know, to Simone, you know, the gym, gymnast. You know, how you a quitter and you got seven gold medals, <laughs> you know. You know, but, you know, but both of them kind of dealt, you know, with that mental health, you know, and I think we kind of, overlook that or gloss that over as it relates to all parts of our life, you know, that it's not important. 
you know, I remember watching, you know, the movie, you know, when I was younger, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know. And, you know, we always thought that mental health meant, you know, you were quote unquote crazy. You know, that's what it was. You know, you, all your screws were not on tight. But mental health, there's a lot more than that. And a lot of that carries on as we deal with our finances and understanding our value. And one of the things that, you know, when we talked about money and the dollars and numbers was to kind of quantify, you know, and measure certain things about our lives. And sometimes it's about just how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, what really makes us, you know, feel a certain way, you know, and, you know, it's, we all go through different things. And, you know, what really drives us? And, you know, I've always been a I've always been driven just to do, just to do well, you know, um, you know, I've always, you know, worked hard my whole life, you know, uh, you know, the, the irony of it, you know, you know, people had a perception that, you know, I came, you know, from a wealthy family, which is not true. I just had, I, I just had two, two parents that worked and, you know, they understood that, you know, if they worked together and, you know, had a plan and did things that life can be different. And, you know, the reality of it, my parents really did not make a bunch of money. They were educators, you know, it's not a lot of money in education, but they understood how to pull their resources together, you know, to make things happen for us as children and make things happen for themselves, but also make things happen for others. You know, they were really giving people, you know, they gave a lot, they gave a lot more than they received and not from a complaint perspective, but that was just their call. And, you know, I, I want to make sure that we understand as we deal with finances and a lot of times maybe we, we measure our worth by what, you know, we have in the bank account. And that's only, you know, one small measurement of what's going on with our life and really nothing about how well we're doing or anything like that at all. You know, so it's really, you know, we, we come up with these indicators. You know, I, I, I spoke just the other day to a bunch of business people and we're talking about valuation of, of a business. You know, what are the important, what we call drivers that helps, you know, you increase the value of your business. And even in business, you know, the, the number one thing was, you know, more revenue means more money, you know, more profit, but that's really not true. And it's no different even in, you know, in the kingdom of God that, you know, what you have, you know, monetarily does not denote just, you know, how God looks at you from, you know, being a good steward or how faithful you are, you know, to his word. So, you know, how we measure ourselves, I believe, is, is very, very important in what we think about ourselves. And, you know, I've kind of hit on a couple of things over the past few weeks about, you know, how to maybe cut some things out of our budget to save some money and not save money to, 
put away in savings, but save money so we can have some things done, you know, and pay bills. And, you know, those things are important to, you know, how we feel about ourselves. And I, I mentioned that, you know, if you're on a fixed income, and what I mean by fixed income, you can't control how much you make. You can't give yourself a raise or anything like that at all. You know, so you can, you know, you can be a manager, a supervisor, a VP at a major corporation, but if you don't control your money, well, you know, the reality, you're on fixed income too. And a lot of times we see fixed income, we look at it from, well, you're on social security or you're on welfare or something like that. But fixed income, this means it stays the same. So the paradigm of what we think, how we believe and what's going on, really is not much different. Maybe different on how much money comes in. But if you don't look at it properly, you feel just as, you know, the same as someone who makes less or more if that stays the same. So, you know, this first part, you know, these last eight weeks, nine weeks was to really try to break these strongholds, you know, that we feel about ourselves, what we think about money and, you know, what the true measurements are. So I just, you know, kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that and, you know, hopefully, you know, get some folks calling in. Now, you guys call me during the week, send me emails. Now you don't want to call me, you know, where I got the time now, see? But, but all seriousness, you know, call in, you know, again, 404-557-2264. So what are some things we can do to kind of help, you know, with our budget, you know, or help with us having a little more money at the end of the month? And we kind of talked about looking at things that we spend. You know, that's why the very first day I said, start tracking how much you spend and what you spend it on. So you can really set a budget up to see how much you're really spending or how much you're wasting. You know, I know I've spent a lot of money that I wish I had back. You know, I've worked with a lot of, you know, athletes and entertainers, you know, who get those huge sums real quick and, you know, they think it goes forever. And when the party's over, it's, what do I have? And there's nothing left. And they, man, and they say, man, I wish I would have listened. I wish I would have done A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And that's not a good place to be in from a mental perspective. So we kind of want to just break those habits and those those strongholds and those thoughts, you know, so we can really kind of just move forward. Because finances is not so much how much, but it's how we see it, how we view it, and what and how it makes us feel, whether we have a lot or have a little. And I guess I'm at a point in my life that I don't need a whole bunch now. As I want is just kind of a simple life, doing this on Wednesdays and the other one on Sunday and just kind of coming before the Lord and just giving him my time. You know, I've lived a full life. 
You know, I've done a whole bunch of things in my life, not all good. But I'm moving forward and I have to move forward. And I can't let those things continually or or to let them drive me down or put me down. You know, because, you know, we can feel a certain way, but is that really what someone else is actually putting on us? And do people really want us to advance? You know, are, you know, are people really saying, you know, I forgive you, I'm sorry. Is it really true? You know, you can maybe ask that for yourself when you say it to people or do you mean it? And is it really, is it really over? And maybe we feel that way because we can't give it up when we say we're sorry or we forgive somebody. And, you know, there's probably things in my life that people would never forgive me for. And I understand it. I don't want it to, to be a stumbling block for them to move forward in the blessings what God has for them. And not saying that God's going to punish them if they're not. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just nowhere to live to, to be under, you know, you know, spending your time and energy on things that you, you can't control anymore. It's just it's over and done with. And we just have to kind of get that through life. And, you know, dealing with money, you know, and having thousands of people over my career sit down and just kind of pour their hearts out to me, you know, it's, you know, it's been amazing. Because when people talk to you about their money, when I know everything about your money, you don't have a problem talking about anything. We probably talk to people about almost anything in our lives. Open book. But when it comes to our money, we just can't really talk to anyone. Don't even talk to our parents about what's really going on. Here I am, a complete stranger, and you divulging all your finances to me because I got to know in order to help you, you know, to help you tax plan or to do your taxes. I see it all. You know, going through your bank statements. I know what your habits are. You can't lie to me about your habits. I see your bank statements. So, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. But we got to get past it. And it's kind of like the mental health that's just kind of permeating the world now that, you know, we're just hearing these athletes, you know, because that's who, that's, you know, that's who, we, we get to see on TV and, and get to talk to them and they, you know, talk about their business is this mental health. And when there is an issue or a problem, you know, people want to just jump on them, but the people who are jumping on them never reach the heights that these people have achieved. I've always found that kind of amazing. You know, how we can, say something about someone and we hadn't even come close or understand what it took to get there. You know, one of the things that, you know, running uh, in business and, you know, even in, in my personal life, you know, you know, you know, when people ask you questions, you know, how do you do this and what does it take to do this and all that. And when you start telling them those things, you know, 
doesn't take long for they say, well, such and such didn't have to do this. He didn't have to work out as hard. He didn't have to, you know, go to school, you know, and do all these things. Okay. I'm not that smart. But are we just afraid to really push through? And this money piece is one of them. And one of the things I said last week and even maybe before, there's nothing, you know, if we own fixed income, which means we don't control how much we make or when we can get a raise, nothing prevents us from opening up a business. Really doesn't. Is that, are we really willing to work for what we deserve? Or do we think we are entitled to things and we don't have to put the work in? You have to answer that for yourself. But what I do understand is that and I'm just one of those guys, I guess maybe I'm just, I always thought that I was not as good as everyone else and I always had to work hard. Maybe that's really what it is. And so, you know, ironically, people say, oh man, you're real smart, you're real good. But then when it comes to something else, they say, well, you're not that smart. I never said I was, you said it, but okay. But I do have some answers and here's some proof, you know, I never tried to measure against anything, but what is really the, the issue at hand? And this money thing is a mental issue more than anything. And as I'm going through my life, you know, and the things that have come up, especially the last couple of years with my health, that you start taking a different perspective on things. But also how much mental all this is. It's a mental fight. And I, I'm understanding body, mind, and spirit now more than ever. And I know you might be saying, what does it got to do with money? I want more money so I can do some things. Well, part of the things that are holding us back could be the hurdles that we put in front of ourselves. You know, are we afraid to attack the hurdles? You know, I've had the, the pleasure of training with Olympic champions in both of them ran hurdles. And one of the things that, you know, constantly in practice, you know, and what they always had to do was attack the hurdles. You know, you probably hear people, you know, you, know, you can't chop your steps. You know, you gotta get through immediately. You got to do it. You know, you can't, because as soon as you start chopping, you lose your momentum. So when we see hurdles in our life, especially in that area of finance, don't be afraid to attack it. Anyone can buy a business and change their situation. 
anybody. Well, I don't have credit, but I don't have money. Tell me what you do have. You know, there's, you know, one of my favorite movies I love to watch is Up in the Air with George Clooney. And George Clooney went around firing people with his company. You know, they went to these large companies when they were laying off 20, 30, 40 people. And they came in, they were, you know, they were the hatchet men. And they start firing people. So, you know, they went to this one company and, and George Clooney, you know, the guy was getting fired and the guy was kind of upset. And he just said, when did you give up on yourself? And the guy said, screw you. You know, like, how dare you? I'm getting fired. You're telling me I to give up on myself. You know, you're firing me. And he said, well, I'm looking at your resume. You got a culinary degree. You know, you, you, you worked in restaurants and you wanted to open up a restaurant. But you're here and here it is 30 years later. What, when did you get when did, when did you give up on yourself? Well, let me. Uh, I don't know if this is a call. Well, they're gone. Uh, but when did you give up on yourself? And he said, I didn't. He said, Well, I take. He said, Well, look, you had all this credentials, and you was going to open up a restaurant, and you know, culinary. You're a great cook, and all this. What happened? Well, right out of college, they gave me a job making twenty five thousand dollars. Gave me an allowance to car allowance and you know I started having a family having kids and now I'm making 40 50,000 next thing you know I'm behind the eight ball so to speak you're locked in and I remember when I was graduating from high school and all these people well, a lot of people would say I'm going I'm gonna go to school in the in, in the in the spring, I'm gonna sit the fall out first semester. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go second semester. It just doesn't happen. Once you start, once you stop that cycle, it kind of stops. Yeah, there are people who go back. But when I start hearing teenagers saying they're going, they're gonna sit out the first semester and go second semester, and you know, you're all in your 40s and 50s and 60s to have you know, folks you went to school with, or maybe even yourself, you said, I'm gonna go to college in the second semester. Well, I'm gonna start next year. But then you got a job. And I, you know, I grew up in, in Michigan, you know, so, you know, people have pretty good paying jobs, you know, at the auto industry. Your number one thing that makes you move. He says, the way my daughters look at me, you know, that how they think about me. That's the most important thing. And say, so what do you think they think about you? You giving up on your dream. Or if they knew you were giving up on your dream, what do you think that would be? And so we can never stop dreaming 
or putting goals out there that we're afraid to go after. Don't stop. Anyone can open a business. Now you might have to figure out how to maybe get loans and things of that nature, but everybody has some type of talent doing something. Are you doing what you really were called to do? And you may have made, had a good living your whole life, but has it made you happy? Has it put you in a position that you can say, I'm satisfied? It's kind of like the bucket list. You know, when you know you're dying or they knew they were dying, now everybody wants to now start doing things that they've always wanted to do. Don't wait till it's too late. I just turned 60. And I said, I'm starting to shut it down. I'm still in great shape, still can do really almost anything I did, I could when I was younger. I want to enjoy these last years. I don't want to work till I'm 65 and 70. You know, I've had conversations with some, you know, some clients in their 60s, and you know, they, you know, they say, well, I want to work three more years to get another $200 on my social security. And that may be true, but you're giving up three years of your life, maybe doing something that you really wanna do. And sometimes we can get so tunnel vision on money that we really miss the big picture. And that's where the love of money can blind us. Not that it's bad to have a lot, but does it impair our decision? And that's what I've always asked myself and I ask others, the whys. And it's not when I get an answer, it's not an untrue statement, but it, is it really a value statement? And that's why understanding your value is so important because this person who wants to get an extra two or $300 on social security they got a million dollars in, you know, in retirement. They don't need it. And the hustle of working every day, 40 hours, dealing with the stress. You know, I read to you earlier that, you know, God said when we turn 50, we're not supposed to be working anymore. We shouldn't be working. We should be managing and, and them picking our brains to help. And when we turn 60, our value drops. But for some reason, we keep pushing this envelope on working. And I know we got bills to pay. I get it. But what really is your motivation? What's your motivation to keep working? What's your motivation is not to do something else that you really want to do? What prevents you? You know, like the guy, you know, in the movie, Up in the Air. You know, he probably, you know, looks back now, wish I went, went ahead and opened up my own store. And I've said before, you know, most of the people, 
They've come through my doors, they've come through my doors in those 30 years with their own business, typically got into them because they got fired, got laid off. They didn't have a choice. But a lot of those who made the decision going for it and doing over the hurdles, you know, are doing doing well and, and their quality of their life is different. It's a different. So I'm just saying this, you know, this evening that, you know, as we continue the series about money and, you know, just kind of ask yourself, where are you? And I don't mean what's in your bank account. You know, because people's happiness and success, the, the number of dollars is different. Like I said, you got a young professional tennis player and saying, enough's enough. I'd rather have my mental capacity than to make to make another dollar playing tennis. She she's made a lot already playing tennis. But what really what is it? So I want you to just kind of think about this as we kind of get into this next, these next series over, you know, the next few weeks. And we're going to start them in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, next week we're going to do a kind of another recap. Uh, kind of get ready because this next, this, this next part, you, you know, this is where you're going to really figure out how you've been playing a game. And not just playing a game with your life, but playing, playing, playing a game with God. I played a game for 58 years with God. I ain't going to lie. I played the heck out of it. I was like, baby need a new, new, new pair of shoes. Seven. Good thing I didn't throw snake eyes. I did crap out a few times. But not no more. And it's not that, you know, it was so funny. I, re I remember when I first got saved and, you know, and people like to testify and all this stuff. And, you know, it's always, you know, someone was on drugs, an alcoholic and, you know, all these bad situations. And, you know, now that, you know, and I never had one of those quote unquote, just sad stories. Yes, I've had some bad things in my life, but, you know, you know, nothing that, you know, I, I can't get, get through. You know, I was diagnosed with cancer last year. I just told, you know, my wife, I said, you know, this ain't even the worst thing. I've had cancer ain't even top five of things that bad things I can say happened in my life. It ain't even top five. It wouldn't even make the podium at the Olympics. It might not even make the finals. Eight people on an eight-lane track. It might be in the finals. But where are you? What really drives you? What really makes you happy? Can you do that without anyone else having an influence on your decision? And I guess the one thing I can say, I guess I've always done that. Say, well, I guess that's why you got some bad things in your life. 
That's all right, but I know where I am now and I'm happy. And I want you to get there. And this finance piece is a major hurdle that we have to get over. Not to give us a million dollars, but just to make us happy. Because I'm sure we all didn't say, well, money don't make you happy. So when is it applicable? You know, we want, we want it to sound good. So where are we in that process? Yes, I, I like, you know, I'm going to still earn some money doing what I'm doing. You know, I like this. But as long as I can take care of myself, my family, and just do this, I'm happy. Don't need the big houses anymore, the big cars. You know, all my cars over 20 years old, all three of them. <laughs> I guess that's why I got three, because they're so old, they break down. <laughs> but the you know, point I'm making is find your happy spot. This money piece may not be it. Ask the guy on up in the air. Ask yourself, is that what's going to make you happy? So I want to thank you for, you know, just giving me this opportunity today and to come talk to you. I, I really appreciate it. And we'll do a little bit more next week and following week, you know, we're going to hit it hard again. We're going to, you know, we're going to really have a breakthrough. You know, we're going to have some more forms and stuff. So if you need those forms, the, the net worth statement and some of the other things, you know, let me know. Send me an email, you know, let us know. Reach out to the um, Renaissance Fellowship. Let them know we need these forms. You know, they're out there on the website, you know, so you can start using them. It's gonna be it's gonna be real important that you know you do that. Okay, so I want to thank you again for uh, thank you for listening to the financial you know, allowing me to do this again. I, I, again, I enjoyed this. And USA champion runner and, Moody. You know, thank you again. Series next week at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for life-changing insight about your personal value and financial value based on biblical principles. On behalf of Corey D. Moody, have a blessed and prosperous week. All right, Brother Cheney, uh, I'm trying to get it back over to you the best I can. It should be you. You're, um, you're muted. Can you hear me? You gotcha. There we go. Uh, what's up, y'all? Lawrence, my name is Lawrence Cheney. And, uh, you know, it's very powerful just hearing um, you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Moody, just, you know, say a lot of powerful things about the financial uh, industry. Um, I want to share out the announcements. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, I wasn't, wasn't prepared.
trying to. It's all right, buddy. I got you. We good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. So you guys keep checking in with the Renaissance. And one of the things, you know, you know, if you don't have a, a place where you plant the seed, plant it with the Renaissance Fellowship. You know, you know, if this is helping you, you know, um, grow and understand about, you know, your finances and life, you know, plant a seed. You know, we haven't even talked about giving. You know, it's been nine weeks of just, you know, about how we can get more money and budgeting and all that. We haven't even talked about the giving part yet. You know, because, you know, you got to have it to give. All right, brother, it's all yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So Instagram and Twitter, make sure to follow us um, at, at Vegas Fellowship. Um, once again, uh, Instagram and Twitter is uh, at Vegas Fellowship. Facebook is the Renaissance Fellowship. A lot of posts, a lot of, um, you know, Sunday services is uh, live there. So uh, every Sunday, check that out. Um, email the Renaissance Fellowship at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to contact with you if you have any questions and stuff like that. Um, you, and last but not least, the YouTube channel, the Renaissance Fellowship Las Vegas, a lot of videos, once again, a lot of um, live stream, stuff like that. So tune that, uh, tune in. And uh, oh yes, Cash App, Cash App is dollar sign the Renaissance LV. So if you want to give, um, Dollar sign the Renaissance LV and also uh, the Renaissance Fellowship PO Box three three six nine two one North Las Vegas Nevada eight nine zero three three. So uh, that's that's basically basically it. Uh, anything, Mr. Moody, that you have to say? No, I'm gonna say great job, young man. And this is what we got to do. We got to get our young people started early. Yeah, you know, get them, not have them afraid to get in front of a camera to, to make speeches and and to talk. You know, so uh, brother Lawrence, I want to say great job. Thank and, you, man. Thank you, man. It's it's, you it's know, been on. It's been on. Uh, but yeah, thank y'all for watching financial series. Thank y'all. Have a blessed evening. All right. Good night. God bless. Next week, same time. Also, catch me on Sunday at 3 p.m. Winning with prostate cancer. No fear necessary like to have you on that show it's a different show we just talking health and in the journey of life so join me then appreciate you god bless good night